No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just gonna keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Happy New Year. Wow. 2020 is upon us. When 2010 started, I was a part of a podcast. Actually, it was a wrestling talk show called Wrestle Talk with Bear and B Dub. Started in May 2010. Me and my cousin, Clifford, also known as Bear, decided, hey, let's do a wrestling show. This is after my late Uncle James had passed away unexpectedly. Uncle James was somebody who was very into wrestling. He was Clifford's stepdad. And anytime there was a pay-per-view, they got it. So if I was over there on a Sunday where there was a wrestling pay-per-view, I knew they would be watching it. If there was a streak, they had a long one. So... After he died, Clifford and I reconnected. We every like always talk wrestling. Now we have cell phones, have means to communicate on a regular basis. And therefore we decided, hey, let's do a wrestling show. Well, the show lasted about a year and then some things happened. And just as we started getting momentum, the wrestling realm was uh I should say Wrestle Talk with Bear and Beat Dub fell off. I had so much momentum, and I met the real Dwayne Allen, and the rest is history. One of the greatest things that happened in my life, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary this March of Break It Down with Brian H. Or maybe it's February. February, March. Um, so I'm really excited, but we get in. This is a New Year's Day episode. So last year on New Year's Day... They made the announcement of all elite wrestling. The real Dwayne Allen dropped a few hot takes and just let us know exactly how he felt about the company. We push forward. Now we're here. January 1st, 2020. As I'm sitting here recording this at 11 p.m., so it's still New Year's Day. You'll probably hear it on January 2nd or afterwards. There's a lot of questions to be asked about All Elite Wrestling. A lot of wishes we have. So, but not just All Elite Wrestling, also about WWE, NXT. So what I said today, I'm still going to talk about the regular stuff, but I put it out there in the Wrestling Realm group page, which you can find on Facebook. If you have any wishes, share them. So on a From the Realm segment, We'll discuss some of the wishes, but I'll give you mine. So, starting off, my wrestling wish list. Number one, no more co-branded pay-per-views. It makes no sense unless it's the Big Five or Big Four now. Well, you know what? I'm going to include money in the bank, so I'll say Big Five. Otherwise, it makes no sense for these pay-per-views to be co-branded. We have... So much talent in WWE's main roster alone. 
And when you have these co-branded pay-per-views, it makes it harder to see a lot of these people. What about guys like Ali or Andrade? Well, you got to share that spotlight. Now, Andrade is the United States champion, so he'll be able to get that time. But when he wasn't, how much time did he get? Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, they got time at TLC. But we know Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, they might not. I don't really expect them to get that much time at the Royal Rumble either. So, unless it's in the actual match. But, yeah, let's... That's on my wish list. No more co-branded WWE pay-per-views. Let Raw have their pay-per-views. Let SmackDown have their pay-per-views. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and Money in the Bank should be for both shows. Up next, I want to see Big E as WWE Champion. New Day have been doing their thing as a group for so long. Um, since, what, 2015 when they came? That... We saw Kofi Kingston win the WWE Championship last year unexpectedly. On New Year's Day, if you would have told us Kofi Kingston was going to be WWE Champion, we would have laughed at you. We would have told you he's going to do his normal stuff in the Royal Rumble. He's going to have his spots, and that's going to be about it. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but that's on my wish list, and I want to see him do it as a part of the new day. I don't want to see a jealousy angle. I want to see him be the guy, you know, when I think of the Four Horsemen, I think of Ric Flair becoming the world's champion. But then I don't think of anybody else being the champion. And if there was, if that precedes my memory and my birth, let me know who else was the world champion and, more importantly, the guy while they were a part of the Four Horsemen. When you think about the NWO, when the NWO was riding high, the only world champion was Hollywood Hogan. Sure, Savage and Hogan had their battles. And maybe Savage was the champion for a little bit while he was in the NWO with Hogan. But I know they had their issues while Savage wanted, he wanted to be the leader. Here's our tapped out segment um, of the week. But yeah, there was one guy, Triple H, the only champion of D-Generation X. And the list goes on and on. Now, we saw when Randy Orton won the championship in Evolution, as a member of Evolution, he was kicked out the next day. I don't want to see that happen. I want to see Big E become WWE champion and still be the guy. Another wish I have, give me two opponents for Brock Lesnar. I want Lashley. And you saw that was my prediction. Lashley is WWE champion. I want to see him, and I want to see Walter. Give me Walter versus Lesnar. Can you imagine how intense? You don't even have to have them to touch each other until the pay-per-view. Because these two monsters, just a showdown with them two will be great. And it'll get the people talking. So I need that matchup, folks. I need Lashley. I mean, Lesnar and Walter. And then my last wish, because I'm going to get into some of the wishes from the members of the realm. My last wish is <clears throat> I want to see AEW build a megastar or just a star in general. Who's going to be somebody? Is it MJF? Could they make Hangman Adam Page into the guy? Who's going to be the guy that wasn't a former WWE superstar? 
that they're going to make into a big deal. So this is what I'm looking forward to. These are my wishes as I ring in 2020. These are my simple wishes for this year. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So now, it's time to come from the realm. And now, for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. So from the realm, I'm going to start with my brother, Antonio Banks. And he has a list of them. Less rematches. I agree. I said this time and time again. How a match doesn't seem special if you give me, you build up AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. And now it's like you're giving it to me every week. Or you give me Andrade and Rey Mysterio. And then you give it to me again next week. And then we get to that. So less rematches. New title contenders. Didn't list them, and maybe if he did, I didn't see him in the Facebook group. Obviously, I'm all for that. I'm always for new championship contenders. You know, um, I understand this whole thing with Daniel Bryan and The Fiend. But who's next on SmackDown that's not named Roman, not named Corbin? Who's next to challenge The Fiend? We need new title contenders. More main ro- more main roster guys go down to NXT. I don't have a problem with that. I just wanted to know who. Um, and I'm pretty sure he'll reply. I would have loved to see Kevin Owens go down. But I think now with him and Seth Rollins in the program, that's interesting. I wish there was the championship on the line. But I'm also interested to see who, what other main roster guys and... Banks, are you looking for former NXT guys or are you looking for guys who wasn't necessarily NXT guys or NXT staples to go down there and get their feet wet? But he also wants to see a Rock versus Reigns title versus slash retirement match. That would be interesting. But, you know, what the thing is, the Rock is like kind of retired. It wouldn't have that same effect. Maybe, but I understand what he's saying here. Make it official. So maybe Roman, Rock should do the job to Roman. I'll even say this. I want to see one more Rock and Brock and one more Rock and Triple H match. Rock got to get his win back from uh, Brock. But maybe that's not even a priority. But definitely Rock and Triple H. I want one more match between them two. We need Ballhead Triple H versus Ballhead Rock. And he wants a new Big Bad Stable. Like the Bullet Club. Well, more stables in general. Never think you can go wrong with stables. Stables are always great in wrestling. Uh, just as long as they're not like the Dark Order. I don't know what that is. I'm interested to see, and I'm going to touch more on this later though. I'm definitely interested to see Dean Ambrose's decision next week. As Jericho has given him an offer that he possibly might not be able to refuse to join the Inner Circle. And then Banks's last... Wish is Cyber Sunday pay-per-view. It will work perfectly with social media nowadays. I agree. I just hope they keep it authentic. 
I mean, the bottom line is with, like you said, with social media, if you look at, like, say you do Twitter, you can tell generally the percentages, what's winning and what's not. Um, so, yeah, just keep it authentic. Why not? These guys are trained. Don't put, like, don't use a stipulation that somebody who cannot be in that type of match or, you know, it wouldn't work for them or they wouldn't be able to work it that well. Um, I understand for the guys it's different because it's harder for them, them to prepare. We heard Chris Jericho uh, say this in his book about that, that preparation. So I'm with you on that. Let's get more. Uh, let's do another Cyber Sunday, especially in social media. I think it would be cool. Sean Williams, the shark. He said no more title reigns on Lesnar or anyone who is not a full timer. I agree. While, you know, the championship is something we chase. They chase. It's something that says you're the man. You're the representative of the company. Brock Lesnar doesn't do media tours. The Fiend's certainly not doing a media tour. So who's out there promoting the WWE? So I think I would love to see. And I know a lot of people say they old school. Bottom line, this is a microwave society. This is 2020. This is not 1985. Sure, Hogan, you didn't, he didn't wrestle every week. He was on TV every week promoting, but he didn't wrestle every week. And the bottom line is, this just isn't it. This isn't WWE superstars. You know, if I go to a show, we were, yeah, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin every week. This did not fly in the attitude there. We got Stone Cold. We got Undertaker. We got Mick Foley. We got Triple H. We got The Rock. We got uh, Kurt Angle. All these guys were there every week with the championship, bringing out the title. I'm interested to know this. What are championship belt sales when Lesnar, how well do the belts do depending on who's wearing it? And somebody might say this is a silly question, but I'm just curious. Like, do people tend to buy the belts more when they see them or just in general? So... I would like to know, like, if there's a way to see what's the championship title since. I mean, they got numbers for everything, for goodness sake. They could tell you who's doing well at the gate when who this person is champion or this person, whether it's them or whether it's the economy, whatever. I want to know what are championship uh, title belt sales per depending who's the champion. And then Shark also says he wants to see a future endeavor, No Way Jose. Not a fan of No Way Jose either. Maybe a package change, maybe a change, change him up. Uh, I'm just not a fan either, quite frankly. So I understand exactly where he's coming at. Uh, We move on to Demetrius Brooks. His wishes for 2020. He wants to see Braun as heel. Hill Braun, I agree, but like Eric Bischoff says, harder to, you know, he's a monster. He doesn't have to cheat. But I do think that if he was a heel, he would be a good champion because it's like, who can beat this guy? Um, but then as a babyface, how do you get sympathy on Braun Strowman? He's big. Like, why would you care? Uh, he wants to see Brock fight on Raw, even if it's a tag match. I don't want to see, uh, I ain't going to say I don't want to see him in a tag match. It's just hard for me to see him in a tag match. But I definitely understand. Yes, we want to see Brock wrestle on Raw. Excuse me. I think if we saw Brock Lesnar 
wrestle at least once a Raw, once a month, people wouldn't complain. It's just the fact that he's the WWE champion and we don't see the title. Hell, we don't even have like a no, nobody wanting to wear the title. We don't have nobody challenging for the title. It's like everybody's focused on these stories, but it's like, does anybody on Raw want to be the guy? Does anybody on Monday Night Raw want to be champion? That's one thing I do not see. And then Demetrius wants to see more lingerie matches. Well, eh, I could do without those. I, I'm just, I'm over that phase in my life. <laughs> wants to see CM Punk come back. Well, he's coming back on January 21st, my sister's birthday, to WWE Backstage. But I would love to see a CM Punk versus Seth Rollins matchup. I think that could main event WrestleMania. That's the only way I see Rollins in the main event at WrestleMania, quite frankly. Give Lashley a push. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. I want to see that. Usos return and form a stable with Roman Reigns. I would love that. Um, I'm always down for the families. We know they're cousins. We have, we've seen pictures of them. I talked to former WWE writer Kevin Eck. Said he pitched this idea years ago. Roman showed him pictures of them too as a child. Then years later. They kind of gave it to us, but they didn't. They made them allies, but not necessarily a stable. I want to see a stable. The bloodline. And then we have, um, let's see, who else? Roger Heron. Roger Lee Heron. Smackdown and Raw burned to the ground. Uh, Roger's my boy, so I'm going to ignore that mess. Um, we move on to Demaris Analyst. D- Demaris Die. D says he wants to see Drew and Braun be monsters, not comedy acts or silly stuff. I agree. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why? That makes no sense at all. These guys should be. You know, Drew McIntyre came back with this brand new attitude. Say he saw these guys in the back and they just be silly with each other. And they don't look like they want to be there. Don't look like they want to be a champion. And he comes in with this new attitude. This is what we should be seeing. We should have seen him capitalize on that momentum. He came back, won the NXT championship. Drew should be going at it with Brock. And I hope that's. I hope he wins the Royal Rumble. Same with Braun. Oh, another thing from the Shark. He wants to see Samoa Joe win the WWE championship. I agree. I didn't think I would like Face Joe, but I think Seth Rollins and his goons could make a Face Joe believable where it's not cheesy. But I would definitely love to see him become WWE champion. And we got Byron Dixon closing this out. He wants to see Drew McIntyre win the WWE championship. Yeah, I agree with D. And then no more squash matches or local enhancement talent being taken to the shed. I don't need all the matches to be that way, but I will say this. When you're trying to get, introduce somebody, or you're trying to build a story between two folks, like I love the way they did it with Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. That way they're not beating up on each other. And I understand the fact, like Byron said in the comments, no, you guys got to go to the Wrestling Realm group page on Facebook to see the comments. Byron said that pretty much you guys have all these people on the roster, but then you're using local enhancement. Well, you know, shout out to the local enhancement. They're getting a quick payday from the WWE. So I understand where he's coming from, but, but 
I think you use these people sporadically, not every week maybe, but sporadically when you're trying to build somebody up. Or when we wasn't seeing AOP every week, maybe for the Viking Raiders, you know. But I also agree, everybody should have a story. So that's where we are with that. I'm going to take a break. You may have heard about breaking through glass ceilings. If not, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in to my new podcast, Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling with Brian H. Not only do I share my story, but I invite guests to come on and share their stories. What did it take for them to break through the glass ceiling? You can find this show anywhere you get your podcast. So let me name them. Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And I'm back to break it down with Brian H. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, we are in 2020. And unfortunately, I got to start off with a tapped out. Here's our Tapped Out segment of the week. Tapped Out this week. Why in the world would the WWE introduce Liv Morgan, reintroduce Liv Morgan the way they did? Lashley and Lana's wedding. Now, people are saying that was the worst wedding segment ever. And maybe so. I really didn't care for the whole this person coming out and that person coming out. It's cool to see Carissa Rivera. But all these people coming out, so all right, it is what it is, right? But now you know something's going to happen. Because wrestling is weddings in wrestling that aren't a shoot never go all the way through. And then we see Liv Morgan come out and I'm sitting there looking I'm like, wait, is that Liv Morgan? You gave us all these promos for her to come out there like that. And she wasn't coming after Lashley. She was coming after Lana. So now WWE's introducing an LGBT story. I said, okay, that's interesting. But this is how you bring her back. Now, I probably wouldn't have had an issue with it, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have had an issue with it if this wasn't a way they brought her back. If they hadn't given us all these promos. Like, why would you give us that to give us this? So, to the people out there who love Paul Heyman and said that, yeah, Paul Heyman's going to be on Raw. Now Raw's going to get better. This is better. I mean, I know people love Dustin Road, Dusty Rhodes, but um, let's not act like everything he and Paul Heyman in this matter, everything they did or said was great. Because 
Like in baseball. In baseball, you can fail 70% of the times and be considered a Hall of Famer. Just remember that. Moving on, let's go to AEW. Chris Jericho, he's trying to recruit John Moxley to the inner circle. Now, you look at this and you think, okay, here's what's going to happen. Moxley said he's going to give us his answer next week. And you're thinking, yeah, we know he's going to go out there and he's going to say, no, Jericho, I don't answer to nobody. I'm going to be by myself. Here's why I hope he joins. This group called the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, who are they feuding with? Yeah, they beat the Lucha Bros and Pac, but they don't look very elite right now. And quite frankly, this is another opportunity where I mentioned Big E being the WWE champion. You could have in the heel stable two world champions, two you know Moxley's the number one contender, I think, or he's the top ranked person. I know the rankings restarted, which I still don't understand fully. But if you put Moxley there, then somehow Jericho loses the title to whomever, and then Moxley gets it right back. It stays within the inner circle. Now, you can have Jericho, because we know he's going on tour, but you can kind of have him talking about Moxley and encouraging him. Like, okay, you're the guy now. He say he looks up to him as a mentor. Jericho's offering him stock in the company, 49%, all this other stuff. So I really hope Moxley takes this deal, folks, because I think it'll be cool. It'll be different. It doesn't have to be the same. So... Moving on, we got uh, MJF is another person. He's forcing Cody to take on the Warlow in a cage match. Hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Because I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, MJF. Warlow. MJF is the guy I see as a star. But I like this because in order for Cody to get to him, he's got to go through Warlow. And Warlow's a big dude. So I want to see what happens right here. Because I am a fan of MJF. And I'm a fan of Cody. But right now, it's a lot to be left to desire with AEW. But I think this story right here can be something. So we'll see. But I will say this. Do you really care about Jake Hager? Now, you barely care about him when he was Jack Swagger. In fact, most people only care about him for a month and a half. And that was in 2013 when he was with Zeb Coulter, who when they changed his music, all of a sudden he felt like a big deal. But then Swagger would go get a DUI, I think it was. He got in some trouble, and that halted his push because we all knew he was going to become world heavyweight champion at WrestleMania 29. But after that mess, it didn't happen, which Dolph Ziggler would win the title on Monday Night Raw and hold it for a month before he was hurt. And 
Del Rio would get it back and held the title until who knows when. But I was sitting there, I was looking at Jake Hager during um, Dustin Rhodes versus uh, Sammy Guevara's match. And I was like, did we really care that you're there? So I don't know. I, I just don't know. <sighs> but um, let's move on. Let's talk WWE. We had Daniel Bryan in The Fiend. It's official. Bryan was victorious this past Friday night on SmackDown when he took on The Miz and Baron Corbin. Uh, Miz had Brave Wyatt at TLC. Kind of a throwaway match. We knew it was a simple storyline for what it was, but it was a throwaway. Now Daniel Bryan is going to face The Fiend again. Don't think he'll win, but I'm interested to see what happens. Where do they go with this? Perhaps I said you can drag this story to WrestleMania. So I'm very interested to see who wins this match, but not so much this match, but who wins the Royal Rumble, because that's where I think we'll know if this story is going to continue or not. As far as the women was concerned, Sasha Banks and Bailey once again defeated Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke. I think it was once again. Maybe it was once again. But this followed up after a, um, after, what was that event called? A moment of bliss. Um, Lacey Evans kind of just said she was not going to take disrespect from Sasha Banks, you know, who taunted Evans in front of her daughter. But I'm, I'm looking at Dana Brooke and it feels like she's been just forced into this and I want to root for her but I just think it's just hard to get past the fact that she's with Batista and when you think about that he's like that's the only reason why you're on television but you know we'll see let's see if she gets better I just I, 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 I don't know you know, maybe she she could benefit from some local enhancement talent matches because that would help enhance her talents. But I think she could benefit from that. But nonetheless, Sasha and Bailey were victorious. I know a lot of people think that's the match we're getting at WrestleMania. I don't know. I think if they did it that way, it would be one of those things where Sasha and Bailey would, would you know, Sasha would win the Royal Rumble. And then they would split them up that way. We also saw Carmella defeat Mandy Rose. Now, last week, Carmella defeated Sonya Deville. This week, she defeated Mandy Rose. Um, I think I'm more interested in what Mandy Rose is doing with Otis, to be honest with you. Now, I do think that's ended. We're going to eventually get the typical... I'm too good for you. I don't need to be dating you. Why would I be with some, you, somebody like you story? We saw Dolph Ziggler, and everybody knows that's Mr. Steel, your girl in wrestling. He is the Trey Songs of WWE. When you saw him come at Mandy Rose, and he kind of looked at her like, why are you dealing with him? We kind of see where this is half going. So I want to see what happens next. And Mandy Rose is quite frankly sending mixed signals on social media because she like quote tweeted with hearts or hugs or some positive emoji about receiving a cake. But then she retweeted what Dolph did to us. So it's like, hey, whose side are you on here? Whose side are you on? 
Now, oh yeah, before I go around in that, Britt Baker went to Rio, said, you know what? Stole my win. Rio retained her title on AEW Dynamite this week, and next week she'll go against, um, she will be defending it against Chris uh, Statlander. But Britt Baker brought up a point about she's there every week. She claims she is the face of the women's division, but she says she's there every week and she's holding it down as a dentist and asking real where she's been. This is why this doesn't work for me because she said she stole a win, but she pinned her. There was two other people in the match. Now, granted, it may not make sense if she would have pinned. Uh, I almost called her Nia Jax, forgive me. Uh, Nyla Rose. But if she would have pinned the other lady whose name escapes me right now, that would have made sense. But she pinned Britt Baker. And I'm just like, no, that does not work. That does not make sense. You've lost twice. I think that what two title matches she lost. So yeah, at this point, no, it just it doesn't. Yeah, Hakaru uh, Shida. So why couldn't she pin her? Then you could have an argument for Britt Baker. And I, quite frankly, I ain't gonna lie. I was kind of hoping Britt won the title just so you had that. Wow. Okay. AW. Brand new women's champion on New Year's on a at AEW Homecoming, but I guess they have long terms, uh, long term plans, and that's okay. But why is she winning? Why is she doing that? That made no sense at all. So, all right. Before I go around that, I'm gonna take another break. Coming up this week. On breaking through glass ceilings, I should say next week, I have my good friend, my sister, Renee Washington, another member of my good friends known as the Fab Five. So here's a preview for that show. I created what is now Beyond the Headline with Renee Washington, and I felt like this is a chance, because it is through Fox Sports, for me to have more credibility, a bigger name, you know, as soon as you name drop Fox Sports, it doesn't matter if it's a DC affiliate or, or where else, it, it has a lot more pull to it. And it's a, a lot more um, highly recognized. So I knew I wanted to create something that was my own because I just felt like with everything that I was doing, I still wasn't fully getting out who I am as a person and the stories I like to tell. And, you know, when you, you know this, when you work for someone else, it, you have to be under their creative control. You know, what do they want? What's their deadlines? What's their what's their digital content plan and everything like that? And I wanted to have my own plan, my own vision. And there were so many stories I felt like that just were not being told. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you are following first. Make sure you subscribe to Breaking Through Glass Sales by simply just searching Breaking Through Glass Sales with Brian H. That is brought to you by B-Waters Productions. And then make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realm wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. And we're on iHeartRadio. So make sure you catch it 
there as well. So now it's time to go around the net. Around the net brought to you by B Waters Productions. If you're looking to get an event filmed or high quality pictures, you want professional quality, simply go on Instagram at B Waters Productions and visit www.brianhwaters.com to book B Waters Productions for your event. Around the net. We start off with a huge congratulations to Charlotte Flair and Andrade. They have officially announced their engagement. Andrade simply saying, she said, see. So they officially engaged. So congratulations to them. I see big plans for Andrade. I've always seen big plans. I don't think he will be, you know, one of those people that he's going to get that push just because he's with Charlotte Flair. But I'm not going to say, no, you know what? I'm not going to say he's just going to get the push because of that, but I ain't going to say that this doesn't help. You know, I think if anything, she'll keep reminding people how good she he is. I mean, she's, from what we could see, used her influence to get him back on Raw, you know, that double trade. But I'm, I'm just really excited for them, really happy for them. Um, you know, she, she deserve, you know, they deserve each other. So congratulations to them. Here's one thing. Please keep them away from each other on television. We don't need to see that. We don't need to see every couple in wrestling together. Alistair Black and Zelina Vega are married, but they're not together on TV. Let's keep it that way. Not going to say she's too good for him, but it just doesn't make sense, right? No. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense with his character and her character. And I like what she's doing, the way she dresses now. You know, congratulations to him. He won the United States Championship. Uh, since we last recorded the show, but he won the United States Championship at Madison Square Garden. So, I love that he's a U.S. champion. His manager looked like she's managing a champion. Booker T, him and his brother are discussing, discussing a potential match with the Revival. So, they've been going back and forth over the social media airways, over the net. So... The Hall of Famers. This would be a good match for the Revival, folks. I want to see it. Why not? You know, you got Harlem Heat versus the Revival. It would be good to see Harlem Heat go ahead now uh, get in the ring, mix it up one more time. Moving on. I told you I would say more on this earlier. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They are not happy at all about the storyline with Lana and Liv Morgan. Apparently, they pitched the idea and was denied. Now, I have some material that I can read, some quotes. On Total Divas earlier this year, Sony revealed that she had pitched an LGBT storyline with Mandy Rose to WWE producers. 
Mandy and I are meeting with producers to pitch the first ever LGBT storyline WWE. The move was teased by WWE on SmackDown, but edited out with when the clips were uploaded to YouTube. Fans expected to build up of something new, but nothing was done despite Vince McMahon claiming years ago he was open to having LGBT characters and storylines. That was n- that was no the first time Sonya spoke about it as well. Back in July, rumors of an angle with her and with Mandy were going about, and she said both were open to it. Her words were, I don't have many insights to offer on that. I think there's definitely rumors and stuff, and the stuff like that. But it's hard to say because my character is pretty much sexual and pretty sassy the way I am. So anything I do doesn't matter if it's to Sonya or to anyone else. It's just who my character is. So it's hard to judge. But I guess you're going to have to stay tuned and find out. You never know. So we'll find out what happens with Mandy. and uh, I mean, I should say Liv and Lana. Because as you saw, Liv said a few words and Lana slapped her. That was it. So, um, not really sure how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, congratulations, Mark Adam Haggerty signs with MLW. So he's a ring announcer signing a multi-year deal coming up, a guy on the indie. So congratulations to him. Jim Ross has said, Tony Khan is the smartest young wrestling guy I've ever been around. Says he's done an amazing job with the team. Well, of course you say that if he's writing your paychecks. Still has yet to be seen because until right now, I mean, I don't know how much influence he has on decisions, but right now it doesn't look that smart. Maybe he need to go home or maybe he need to tell people. I don't know. If he's so smart, (laughs) that's all I'm saying. If he's so smart, I don't think we'd be having these, these certain AEW conversations that we have been having. So... That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, and then last but certainly not least, CM Punk. I may have said this earlier. I did say it earlier. But CM Punk will be back on WWE backstage. He tweeted, you know, basically like, hey, you can write about all the crap I say then. So... But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Appreciate all your support. Let's make 2020 a big one as we continue to grow the show. Make sure you tell your friends about it. Tell them to hit the subscribe button, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And if you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. I'm definitely opening up the line more this year. Got some things in the works, so I'm definitely opening up to having more guests. You know, I had some guests on last year, so definitely looking to hit the ground running. I'm looking to cover more wrestling shows, um, whether it's, uh, you know, 
was the indie shows. Maybe do some more coverage at the WWE shows. Obviously, I won't have a backstage pass. Then again, you never know. Speak it to existence, right? But I'm looking forward to being at some of these indie shows and networking with the fans and the wrestlers. So I got a few interviews in the works. Got a few that I've been planning. Got some up my sleeve. If you're a wrestler, you want to get on the show, let me know. Till the next time, folks. I'm Brian H. Waters. Thank you for tuning in. So long, everybody.